Chapter Five of In Search of Treasure by Horatio Alger, Jr. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Five An Adventure in Bombay. Guy's conversation with Captain Grover left him with a feeling of disappointment. He felt that the captain had little faith in the reality of the treasure and considered his enterprise a failure in advance guy had overlooked the principal difficulties in the way he had managed to reach the indian ocean but this had brought him no nearer the realization of his hopes if he had had nothing on his mind he might have enjoyed the bright calm days and clear skies with glimpses here and there of islands covered with tropical vegetation but he had started on his voyage with a purpose he wanted to find and secure the treasure hinted at in his uncle's letter and make his father independent for life of this there seemed to be now no chance or next to none there was nothing for him to do except to remain on board the osprey till the vessel reached bombay then there would be the return voyage at the end of which he would have seen considerable of the world but would have gained nothing to repay him for the year he had spent away from home but there was no help for it the captain would not change his course and guy must be content to leave the island unvisited and the great problem unsolved at last they reached bombay guy surveyed the place with curious interest he was not prepared to find it so large a city which contains seven hundred thousand inhabitants is a great city in any part of the world not having any duties on board the ship guy was allowed to come and go when he pleased he found that among the foreign residents the english were the most prominent and influential his walks were chiefly in what is called the european town but he frequently strolled through the more picturesque part occupied by the natives one evening he was sauntering through the persian quarter when he was startled by seeing a brown-faced native his head surmounted by a turban dart from an alleyway and pursue a well-dressed man apparently either english or american that his object was murder or robbery perhaps both seemed evident for he held in his hand a long narrow dangerous-looking knife guy was not only courageous but prompt he carried a stout cane not that he needed its support but because he had been recommended to have it with him for defense if needed he did not pause a moment but springing forward brought it down with emphasis on the arm of the persian the native gave a sharp shrill cry which attracted the attention of the man whom he had intended to attack he was clearly an englishman inclined to be stout and apparently about forty-five years of age he looked quickly from the native to guy and back again what's the matter he asked 
only that this man was about to attack you with his knife and you saved me yes i was fortunately in time to prevent his striking you i don't know how to thank you but i must deal with this scoundrel first he seized the oriental by the throat and forced him to his knees dog he said what have you to say before i kill you the cowardly fellow uttered voluble and abject entreaties for pardon in bad english the purport of his speech was that he was a poor man and had no money forgive me mr saunders he said ah you know my name said the englishman he bent over and scanned the face of his would-be assailant closely i know him he said briefly he was a native servant in my employ i had to discharge him because i found him dishonest and a liar probably his attack tonight was prompted by a spirit of revenge oh don't kill me pleaded the persian in terrified accents so you would have killed me you scoundrel retorted the englishman shaking him vigorously i uh, pardon me i didn't know it was you worshipful sir you knew it well enough i'll be bound if you will go with me went on the englishman turning to guy i will conduct this fellow to the police office i do not propose to let him off he is evidently a dangerous man and coward as he is he may do harm unless he is secured guy readily accompanied his new acquaintance he saw isaf as he was called placed in the hands of the police officials he agreed also to appear the next day and give the testimony of an eyewitness as to the man's felonious attempt to assault mr saunders and now said the englishman after this matter was disposed of let me know the name of the boy who has done me such an important service my name is guy fenwick are you english no sir i am an american boy i thought so though there are resemblances there is a dash about you americans that i don't find in my own countrymen but how does it happen that you are so far from home i came to bombay as a passenger on the american ship osprey captain grover a passenger then you are not connected with the ship no sir did you come here on a business errand partly sir but it is a business of a strange nature if you will let me call upon you to-morrow i shall be glad to tell you what it is i shall certainly wish to know and if it is anything in which i can help you i will try to do so you don't know how much you are promising mr saunders said guy smiling no i don't know that but i do know that you have saved my life this evening returned the englishman earnestly guy did not gainsay him for he knew that it was true had the persian driven his knife into the back of the english merchant the blow would have been instantly fatal perhaps i had better leave you now sir said guy the captain expects me to report at the ship before ten o'clock 
very well but i shall expect to see you to-morrow at my office where is it sir in reply mr saunders handed guy his card the office was on the principal business street in the european town guy was already sufficiently acquainted with bombay to know exactly where it was located i will come sir he said when guy returned to the ship the captain said you are late tonight guy yes sir i was detained by important business so you have business here already returned captain grover smiling yes sir shall i tell you about it if it won't take too long i was fortunate enough to save the life of an english merchant guy here gave particulars john saunders repeated the captain in surprise why he is one of the wealthiest and most prominent men in the english colony whatever he is he was very near death tonight did he ask you to call upon him yes i am to call to-morrow by all means keep the appointment said the captain in a significant tone i certainly shall mr saunders seems to be very friendly to me and i am glad to have made his acquaintance do you know captain grover he is the first englishman i ever met that is to become acquainted with at eleven o'clock the next day guy presented himself at the office of his english friend he sent in his card by a young persian who seemed to be in the merchant's employ he was received at once i am glad to see you my young friend said the merchant cordially i didn't fully realize till after you left me what a narrow escape i had it is god's mercy that i am alive to-day the danger came so suddenly and was so soon over that i have not realized it yet i realized it and shall always remember it but you came here to explain the business that brought you to bombay i had no thought of bombay mr saunders it was an island in the indian ocean that i wished to visit indeed have you visited it no sir and i fear that i shall never have an opportunity to do so i am in the dark i do not understand you then sir i will try to explain but i am not sure what you will think of my enterprise go on the merchant settled himself in a posture of attention and guy began his narrative he was listened to without interruption guy could not gather from the merchant's expression what impression the story was making upon him when he finished mr saunders said your tale is certainly a strange one and your business of a remarkable character for a boy of your age here he paused i am not prepared to express any opinion yet he added i must take a little time to think it over meanwhile i will detain you through the day i shall be glad if you will take dinner with me i shall be happy to do so then if you will occupy yourself with the papers and magazines you will find on yonder table i will write some letters which must go by the next steamer and will then be at your disposal End of chapter 5